Hey, I'm Darshan Leslie. Welcome back to Nonstop Politics and Happy New Year. 2021 is finally here. And boy, have we got a lot to talk about this year. Coming up, with the fight over the union set to take centre stage in British politics this year, what is the state of the Scottish independence movement at the moment? Plus, will the so far successful rollout of the vaccine lead to an easing of lockdown restrictions sooner? And as Joe Biden takes the oath of office, what are the prospects he'll be able to make good on his pledge to bring Americans together? But first, before we look ahead, let's look back on what has been already an extraordinary start to the year so far. I mean, just looking back to the first week and the first few weeks of the year, 4th of January came along. What do we get? National lockdown once again. And it doesn't look like we're going to be getting out of that anytime soon. Former President Donald Trump called the Secretary of State of Georgia to try and overturn the results of the election in that state. He asked him to find 11,000 votes just out of nowhere. That didn't go down too well. Trump could face criminal prosecution because of that. The Oxford vaccine rollout has been going really well, following on from Pfizer's rollout in early December. The Moderna vaccine got approved by the MHRA. Chris Whitty speculated about possible winter restrictions next year. That didn't go down too well. The Democrats regained control of the US Senate, which is just absolutely wild. And they did it in Georgia. They won both seats in Georgia, which is just ridiculous. We have the attempted coup on the US Capitol and the incitement of insurrection that Trump has now been charged on by the Congress. So Trump has now become the first president in US history to be impeached twice, which is absolutely ridiculous. And that Senate trial is about to begin really, really soon. Summer exams were scrapped in the UK at GCSE and A-level. At one point in January, 800 patients per day were being admitted to hospital in London, according to NHS boss Sir Simon Stevens. Thankfully, this has now fallen. And to top it all off, Donald Trump has been permanently banned from Twitter, which is just wild. And it's crazy just how calm and normal things are right now. Joe Biden can give a press conference without insulting journalists or crying fake news. And just the news media overall just seems to be much more settled now. We've moved back to the more normal 24-hour news cycle rather than the 24-minute news cycle that we used to have with Trump's tweets. So that's all good. So now we've looked at what's happened so far this year, what can we expect for the rest of 2021? Well, of course, the number one priority for the government is going to be getting us out of this pandemic. How long will we be staying in national lockdown for? The government are keeping shtum about that uh, date or possible date. Um, They're hesitant to put a marker down for when it will happen. It does look like that schools are going to be staying shut until after the Easter break, which is quite worrying especially for parents who had to do plenty of homeschooling whilst doing their own work as well. So that's not an ideal situation to be in. But look, we're going to be in this for the long haul, almost certainly. And the vaccine is the only way out of it. It's going really well so far. Seven million doses have been administered so far in the UK at the time of recording. But those second doses from Pfizer are proving to be quite controversial because the for the Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine, that was approved by the MHRA, the regulator, that was approved for two doses at a 12-week interval. The Pfizer one was approved on two doses at 21 days. But the UK government and the Joint Committee on Vaccination and Immunisation, the JCVI, they decided to extend that dosing regime to 12 weeks to match Oxford's. And that's proven quite controversial because Pfizer have said there's no data for that. But I think with this one, 
we just have to trust the scientists here in the UK that they are confident that the efficacy of the Pfizer vaccine is not reduced by delaying the second dose. But of course, it has caused quite a bit of worry. But I don't think there's too much concern to be had from that. And look, the vaccine rollout is going really well. But the question is, you know, when are people under the age of 50, not in the priority groups, going to be vaccinated? Because the priority and the focus so far has been on folks in the older age groups and them getting their vaccine. But what about the under 50s? And more importantly, how's that going to relate to when lockdown is eased? Because the conventional wisdom has been, well, the government strategy is to ensure that the NHS isn't overwhelmed. Well, once you vaccinate the people who are most likely to become hospitalised or die from coronavirus, once they're protected, then there's no need for to have the lockdown anymore. The lockdown becomes redundant because the whole point of the lockdown is to protect the NHS. Well, the, once the NHS is protected, you could surely just let the younger people loose, let them mix, let them catch the virus naturally, let them get the herd immunity. Or is the government going to take a more cautious approach and say, actually, we're going to keep the country in some form of lockdown until maybe summer or even autumn to ensure that every single adult in the UK has the opportunity to be, to be vaccinated before lifting restrictions and thereby giving greater protection to everyone else and then uh, taking the lid off the pan. So we'll just have to wait and see how that pans out. The government, again, on that issue, keeping silent too. So... You know, that's going to be one to watch out for. How are we going to get out of lockdown? When will someone like myself be able to get the vaccine? We are crying out for it. You know, there are, I can't believe there are people in the older age groups who are missing appointments. There are some people who don't want the vaccine. The anti-vaxxer barking mad crazy nutcases. But, you know, I really, really want this vaccine. So many people want the vaccine. When are we going to get it? That's going to be something to see going forward. And then back to politics, because that's what we're really here for. Look, the big issue in the UK for 2021 is going to be the fight over the union, right? Scottish independence, okay? Don't think that just because it's died down over the last couple of years because of coronavirus and because of Brexit, don't think it's gone away. It's not gone away. It's just been hibernating for a little while. The fight over the union, Scottish independence specifically, is back and it is all going to come to a head this may why may because that's when the election to the scottish parliament in holyrood are going to be fought and it is widely expected that the smp will win a majority in the scottish parliament and once they win a majority in the scottish parliament nicola sturgeon will come up to the stage and say right this is it this is our mandate for a second independence referendum we're gonna write to boris johnson to ask him to give a section 30 order to give con consent to a scottish independence referendum and Boris Johnson will reply and say, absolutely, no way, Jose, is that going to happen? And then you're going to have the mother of constitutional clashes, because what will Nicola Sturgeon do in that situation? That is the key question, right? We know what Boris Johnson's going to do. Boris Johnson's going to say, you're not having a referendum. You had one in 2014, and this is supposed to be a once-in-a-generation situation. Nicola Sturgeon will say, well, hang on a second. We've had significant change since 2014. Something called Brexit happened, which we didn't vote for. Um, and something called coronavirus, which I've handled better than you have down in Westminster. So you watch out for that clash. More and more Scottish people want to see Scotland become independent. So make no mistake, this is going to end up in a massive constitutional clash. Right? This is, this is going to come to a head. The question over the union is going to come to a head. And of course, speaking of Brexit, there's a lot of hype at the moment with Scottish independence and the and the possibility of Scotland drifting away from the UK, 
but it's already happening in reality in Northern Ireland with the new Irish protocol, the border in the Irish Sea, supermarket shelves are uh, not as full as they were pre-Brexit, pre-January the 1st, because uh, supermarkets have to send all their stock across the Irish Sea border, which means more red tape and all that stuff. So Northern Irish customers are not getting the same supply that they were before because of all the red tape because Northern Ireland is effectively, for all intents and purposes, in the single market, in the European uh, Customs Union, effectively. Like, they're not technically, but it's a special arrangement to keep the all-important border between Northern Ireland and the Republic free and open. Very, very important that that happens for obvious reasons. And so, Northern Ireland is drifting away from GB, Great Britain, ever so slightly. And of course, if you live in Northern Ireland, you can automatically apply for an Irish passport if you meet certain conditions, which therefore means... Northern Irish citizens do have the right to freedom of movement if it applies to them. So that is, you know, quite fascinating to see. A lot of hype in Scotland, but actually in Northern Ireland, you're seeing that constitutional backsliding, as I like to call it. You're seeing that play out already. So that's going to be something to look out for in 2021 as well. And how does that have further implications for the rest of the union? We also have to mention Sir Keir Starmer and his time as Labour leader. He's been in the job for about eight months so far. He's done a pretty good job of holding the government to account, very strong in PMQs. The question for him now is, how is he going to sell out his own store? How is he going to talk about what he is all about? What is the Labour Party all about? That's what we need to look out for him this year. You know, he's been setting out policies on devolution, funnily enough. He's been talking about the economy and families. More of that's going to be needed so that he can persuade voters that he is the man to be Prime Minister in 2024 and then of course boris johnson right his premiership how will the pandemic affect his premiership the vaccine rollout is being seen as a way to counter any of the attacks that you're going to see on his leadership of the initial stage of the pandemic the vaccine rollout is going really well so far it's the way that we're going to get out of the pandemic and so it's very important for boris johnson that he's able to get this rollout correct so that the criticism will be deflected and people won't necessarily forget but they'll say well we're out of it now get the economy back moving again reopen the economy and if the and if he does that well then he will be safe in his job musings of a potential leadership challenge have been going on for quite some time steve baker came up with a memo saying that well if boris johnson does not let go of lockdown restrictions we're going to have to challenge him for the premiership which i just don't believe at all that's a part of nonsense ignore it it's just attention seeking from steve baker nothing's going to happen He's safe in the job, but he does need to get the vaccine rollout absolutely spot on. And finally, to the US and President Biden, many Washington analysts are arguing that the next sort of three to four week period will be the most critical of the Biden presidency. Why? Because we have a very, very important question that needs to be answered. Can Joe Biden pass a COVID stimulus bill on a bipartisan basis? Very, very important because Joe Biden ran in 2020 on unity he ran on bringing the country together he ran on being somebody that can reach across the aisle and generate compromise that is his raison d'etre right so you see in the stimulus bill that he announced things like a 15 dollars minimum wage for example a very very important democratic priority but republicans in the senate such as marco rubio they're pouring cold water on it and saying no 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 we want two thousand dollar checks or some sort of stimulus direct to the American people, and that's it. None of this unnecessary faff. So, yes, you know, the $15 minimum wage 
Very, very important for Biden to have that in there. But let's be real, it was probably put in there by the Biden team to then be immediately dispatched once Republicans started to negotiate. You know, that's been put in there to be gotten rid of in order to reach compromise. That's probably the most likely outcome of this. And of course, the left of the Democratic Party, once that happens, if it does happen, are going to go absolutely bananas because they're going to say, hang on a second, why are you negotiating with the Republicans? You should be fighting for our interests. We're in the majority in all three branches. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's get, the, you know, all these big priorities through. But, you know, that's the nature of compromise. You know, the left are not going to be happy about that at all. And another interesting thing about Biden when it comes to compromise, you know, Biden has said he's willing to wait as long as he needs to to get bipartisan support. He's not in a rush to go down the reconciliation route, which would mean that you'd only need 51 votes to pass this bill instead of 60, which um, would enable them to bypass the filibuster. So Republicans with 40 votes could stop this bill from happening. Democrats could go down the, rec rec the reconciliation route and they would only need 51 votes, simple majority. So, you know, watch out for how Biden is able to deal with the left of his party, not just Republicans. He's got it coming from both sides. That's one of the dangers of being a moderate. You get it from both sides in the end. He's getting it from Republicans, but I think Republicans are willing to work with him. But don't forget the Bernie Sanders, the AOC wing, they are going to be wanting that $15 minimum wage. Is Biden going to dispatch with it? We'll have to wait and see how it all pans out. But certainly, Biden acting in a bipartisan manner is going to be absolutely fascinating. Is he going to be able to do that? Will he be able to get the US out of the pandemic? The answer to all those questions will soon become very apparent. Thank you for listening to Nonstop Politics. If you enjoyed, why not follow us on Instagram at Nonstop Politics? And don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.